Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's September, and five men are sitting under a giant pine tree. We're in Mapoteng, a small town north of Maseru, the capital of Lesotho. It's past 11 in the morning, and the sun is scorching hot. The heat is unbearable. Not even the wind from the west offers relief. They're not related, but consider themselves brothers. Brothers of darkness. They are Batna Bamamainara, miners in Sesotho, the local language of Lesotho. The fate of miners is a universal one, to be breadwinners, to take care of their families. For decades, this has been the sound of their daily lives. Digging and shoveling all day. These sounds once accompanied the Baung Matsoras life in the mines. He retired in 1985 and is now helping other ex-miners get by. For him, working underground was a life choice, possibly the only one available. But Tabaang had other dreams. He wanted to be a lawyer, and he says, speak on behalf of people who have problems. But then something happened. My father retired from the mines when I was in grade six, and I was supposed to proceed with my studies. I then realized that I needed to go to the mines in order for me to provide for my family because there was no other way of making money. to hear how the pressure to be the sole breadwinner in a family can harm young men and change their destinies. <laughs> Welcome to Cry Like a Boy. My name is Daniela Lavario and I'm a journalist at Your News. Cry Like a Boy is an original year new series and podcast that explores how the pressure to be a man can hurt families and societies. Stay with us as we travel across the African continent to meet men who defy centuries-old stereotypes.
Lesotho is one of the smallest nations in Africa, a kingdom enclave completely surrounded by South Africa. Known as the kingdom in the sky, it's 1,500 meters above sea level. It's a country rich in beauty, but poorer than neighboring South Africa. Their salaries are 10 times higher. South Africa is home to the world's largest gold and platinum reserves, and Lesotho men often emigrate there to be able to provide for their families. Most of them have traditionally worked in the mines, sending their money back home. Without those remittances, a large number of households would fall deeper into poverty. To tell you their story, we partnered up with a local reporter in Lesotho. My name is Pascalina Gaibu. I'm an investigative journalist based in Maseri, Lesotho. Pascalina knows her way around this mining community. The daughter of a miner herself, she knows just how difficult this way of life can be. Nowadays, the life of a Lesotho miner in South Africa is much harder. In years, mining companies have closed down risky or unprofitable operations, and the mining business has sharply declined. Many mines have shut down or have been abandoned, but people keep digging in these forsaken mines anyway. So nowadays, Lesotho miners don't work in legal mines, but in clandestine ones. And this is why they don't really want to talk openly about their jobs. We try to contact several of them, almost all refuse. All but one. I cannot remember when I started, but I left the mines last year. We're going to call him Relebohile Mololo. It's a very common name down here. It's not his real name, and the voice you're about to hear is not his real voice. He fears for his safety. Pascalina asked him, what pushed you to go and work there? I was struggling. I wanted money. I was scared. But there was nothing I could do because I wanted money. I went underground. Pascalina explains how it works. For some time, Rilebuile Mololo worked on the surveys, sleeping under the stars in the bushes. It took him a while to find the right person who would hire him to work underground. But he eventually made it and started working in a gold mine as a Zamazama, an illegal miner. In the world of Zamazama, there's no underground elevator or birdcage, as miners call them. Instead, men all go down into the mines through a narrow hole in the dirt, dug by other illegal miners. He told me that there are thousands of Zamazama working underground at the same time. That's like a human anthill. The miners spend months underground at a time, in the heat and in the dark. They have no headlights, just a hand torch. If it switches off, miners are advised by other Zamazama not to take any step further, but to sit down calmly and wait for someone to come to the rescue. 
down there, it's total darkness. And the temperatures can reach 50 degrees Celsius. The heat is so unbearable that people are forced to go around half naked in the mine. During that time, living conditions too are harsh. Here's Rele Bohili Mololo again. There was no way we could not see each other naked. We passed each other naked and went on with our business. No one ever bathes or changes his clothes. The Zamazama just keep digging as days and months go by. The longest Rele Bohilo Mololo spent underground without ever coming back to the surface was four months, or 120 days, or 2,880 hours, all without seeing any daylight. <laughs> After all this time, Rele Bohili Mololo manages to sell his product, gold, for 7,000 maloti. Four months of his life are worth about 350 euro. In Lesotho, the cost of living for a family of four is 3,000 maloti, or 167 euro per month. With this, he's able to take care of his family. He doesn't like to talk about the sacrifice he made. Just like the majority of these miners, he keeps it to himself. Because for them, it's all about their family. Soto, the mining business began to flourish in the 50s. In 1986, there were 157,000 Lesotho nationals working in South African mines, about 10% of the entire population. People like Pascalina's father, or the five men we met at the beginning, were lucky enough to have survived the mines and retired. They used to work in legitimate mining businesses, legally. One of them is Chalakhama, now 78. He spent much of youth underground. He began working in the mines in 1960. Back in the day, all roads led to South Africa. Then he retired in 2000. But once miners stop working, things get harder. No matter if they worked in the mines legally or as Zamazama illegally. As a retired man, Chala has little benefits. We are constantly fighting over money. Not being able to provide for my family as I used to has to some extent affected the way I'm perceived as a man. 
but as a Mosoto man, I must stay strong. Basoto is the main ethnicity of Lesotho. And here, a local adage says that men do not cry. Just like a sheep, men don't cry. We spoke to a member of the Lesotho parliament called Lohelaan Aumane. He represents the constituency of Semena, an area where many left to work in South African mines. Aumane tells us about this constant pressure to provide for their families men feel here. Women, he said, could spend time crying. But for men, they have to make sure that life goes on. And after those women cry and those kids cry, they will want food. So you have to put something on the table. It's like going to war, he says. Literally. The idea of being a breadwinner or the person who brings food to the table for the whole family is deeply rooted in many cultures. And it's a lot more deeply ingrained than many progressive couples would like to admit. According to a 2019 study carried out in the U.S., being the man of the house comes at a dire psychological price. Stress and anxiety are at their peak when men are alone in fulfilling this breadwinner expectation at home. Joanna Serda, lecturer in business economics at the University of Bath, conducted the study and explains that there's very little research that talks about what kind of stress is entailed with being the sole breadwinner. The lack of research is symptomatic in itself because in academia we research new phenomena, changes, new trends. So that really shows you how persistent and how durable that construct of a male breadwinner is. Her study shows how the pressure to be a man can damage an entire society. It's a pressure that men around the world can relate to. Part of the problem of the stress that comes with also being the sole breadwinner is that masculinity is defined by strength and might preclude somebody for, you know, from admission to vulnerability. When you add poverty to the mix, things can turn sour pretty quickly. Such is the case in Lesotho and also in many European countries where male breadwinners take care of their families. The story of Lesotho miners is no stranger to Europe. Recognize the song? It was recorded in 1959 by Italian-Belgian songwriter Rocco Granada. It tells the story of a young man falling in love with a girl called Marina and wanting to marry her as soon as possible. Born in the south of Italy, he emigrated to Belgium following his father when he was 10, after World War II. Rocco's father was a coal miner. At that time, in 1946, Belgium and Italy had signed a pact. Manpower in exchange of coal. 
For the first years, Rocco's whole family lived in the barracks within former concentration camps. The barracks had been modified to accommodate foreign miners. People like Rocco's father were deported for economic reasons. Their country had sold them to Belgium for a few bags of coal. Italian author Tony Ricciardi, professor of migration history at the University of Geneva, explains how the male-dominated mining sector has progressively become a marginal sector of the economy. And traditionally, it's marginal people who are employed in the sector, the wretched of the earth. Especially in the mines, there is always someone who is the lower of the lowest. He would come and take his place. In colonial times, thousands of Europeans crossed borders to work in the mines. Countries like Germany began recruiting so-called guest workers to work in the rural region. They were Italian, Spanish, Turkish, and Polish. Just like our Batna Bamamainara, our miners in Lesotho, European men left their families behind. They thought it was going to be just a temporary sacrifice too. Whoever leaves, except extra rare cases, he leaves thinking it's just temporary. Imagining five or ten years of savings or sacrifices to provide for better living for his family waiting at home. When these European miners would come back home for holidays, they needed to impress everyone back home. And they wouldn't speak too much about their sacrifice, just like today's miners in Lesotho. No one asked, how is work? How do you live? Well, we live well. Many did not find it easy to tell these stories to their children or to their grandchildren. It's complicated. Uh, more than toxic masculinity here, toxic is the code of silence. This toxic code of silence keeps these men from sharing their experiences and from healing for future generations. It happens everywhere in the world. What is generally untold in the pages of history books are the stories of those left behind, generally women and children. In the next episode, we will travel to a very special place in Lesotho, a district where you can barely see men around. A place where women have been left behind to take care of their families, while men are tasked to be the breadwinners in the mines. series, check out our story on the Gorge again in Senegal, and how the concept of homosexuality has changed throughout the centuries. You can visit our website for more original content, videos, and opinion pieces. I, Daniela Lavario, will see you on our next journey. Listen to our podcast on CastBox, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like this episode, please give us a rating and comment. In this episode, you heard the song Marina by Rocco Granada, recorded in 1959. 
We also used music by Lesotho artist Salimo Tabane. You can check out his work at salimotabane.org and follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Salimo Tabane. With original reporting and editing by Pascalina Abbey in Mesero Lesotho, Marta Rodriguez Martinez, Naira Davlasian, Lilo Montalto Manella, and Arwa Barcala in Lyon, Lori Martinez in Paris, France, and Clizia Sala in London, UK. Production design by Studio Chenta. Theme by Gabriel Dalmaso. Special thanks to our producer Natalia Olsner for collecting the music for this episode. Our editor-in-chief is Yasser Khan. For more information on Cry Like a Boy, a Euronews original series and podcast, go to euronews.com forward slash programs forward slash cry dash like dash boy to find opinion pieces, videos, and articles on the topic. Follow us at Euronews on Twitter and euronews.tv on Instagram. Share with us your own stories of how you changed and challenged your view on what it means to be a man. Use hashtag cry like a boy. If you're a French speaker, this podcast is also available in French, and it's called Dans la Tête des Hommes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm.